Welcome to the Move With Tank podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Tancini. He is a doctor of physical therapy, owner of Ground to Overhead Physical Therapy, a strength and conditioning coach, former college athlete, four-time CrossFit regional athlete, and a national-level Olympic weightlifter. On the show, he will cover ways for active individuals and athletes, just like you, to stay healthy and improve their performance without the need of surgery, injections, and pain medication. If you ever have any questions for Dr. Tansini, which you would like answered, send over an email or message through Instagram at drtank underscore dpt. So without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Tank. What's up, guys? This is Dr. Michael Tansini. Brian over at PT. Welcome to the Move with Tank podcast. Today, I've got a pretty awesome person with me, Street. Uh, she is the owner of CrossFit Shoefly, pretty darn good athlete as uh, well. You know, we're going to chat today about the pandemic. We're going to chat today, getting to spread the word on what she's doing down in Peak Wave Arena, just to learn a little bit more about like the common struggles that many athletes like yourself have been trying to overcome as you get back in the gym. So, Street, uh, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. I'm happy to be here. It's always fun to, to get on and chat with colleagues and friends, and especially about fitness. It's my favorite topic, so I can talk fitness all day. Yeah. Um, once I get started, I know you might have to cut me off because I, just, I get excited <laughs> about it. And, you know, three hours has passed and people are like, we get it, Street. You love fitness. Like, we got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean that's, that's, that's so common, right? So it's so like when you like connect with someone who's as enthusiastic about it as you like, like you look down at your watch and it's like an hour and a half later. It's like, oh, oh, man, like I got things to do. Like uh, I sold my uh, my assault bike. So, so I, I train out of the uh, uh, garage. What was it? A few weeks ago, Dave Castro went on Instagram and was like, oh, the official bike of the CrossFit Games is now the Echo bike. And I was like, okay, so I got the stall bike. Before, like, everyone goes away from the bike, let me let me sell this and, and uh, get, a, get an Echo. <laughs> the only thing I could think of was, like, poor assault bike, like, they, Dave Castro comes out and says, "Hey, you know, we're, the the Echo bike is in, the Assault bike's out." And I just thought, "Oh man, those poor people at Assault Fitness. They're like, what? Now everyone's yeah. gonna get rid of their Assault bike." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I ended up selling it to a uh, a gym owner uh, down in Chapel Hill at uh, what CrossFit fifteen five hundred one. They're actually big, also in into like the Deca. So, so it, have you ever seen the Deca fit. Yeah. And the, and the official bike of Deca is the assault bike. All right. Well, they, they have so, a then. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so I, it's actually a guy I've known for uh, years. We actually used to go to the same gym like back in 2010. So I sold him the bike, but then, you know, I was there and then we just sat and chatted for like almost two hours. And I was like, hey, uh, I kind of got to go. <laughs> but uh, so, so here. So, yeah. But, yeah, so so I, I completely get it. Yeah, it's tough. And I think if, you know, I, I mean, personally, I would rather ride the Assault bike than the Echo bike. 
and we have all echo bikes at the gym. So I always want to train with the hardest, worst object. And then if you go to a competition, you happen to have something else. Hopefully yeah. it's something that you enjoy a little bit better. So it feels easier. We do that all the time. I mean, I know I break a lot of people's hearts at the gym, but like our 400 meter is 420 meters on purpose, right? Like let's run a little bit further. And then when you actually have to run 400 meters, it feels a lot better more yeah. a lot faster. And so, you know, people will be like, Oh man, I, you know, was it, Na- it's Nancy with the uh, overhead squats and the 400 meter run for like mm-hmm. five rounds. And people are like, man, I PR'd my Nancy time at this gym, but I can't PR it at shoe fly. And I'm like, well, probably because the run is longer every time. <laughs> yeah. You have to have a shoe fly Nancy time and then a everywhere else Nancy time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, man, that's uh, whenever I was in San Diego and I trained at uh, at the, the ambiguous downtown location. Uh-huh. Uh, our 400 was actually closer to 500. Yeah. And, and uh, it was just like, because because like I was like man like this is taking a little bit longer than normal so I um I just brought my watch out and I just kind of like mapped it out mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it was like four four eighty or something <laughs> if I remember right that so. makes me feel a little bit better ours is only four twenty so that's good um, <laughs> everybody does like to comment that it starts off with like this aggressive incline and then we don't get that nice of a decline on the on the way back for some reason it's like the way we're set up so. It's yeah. it's like old people saying, oh, I had to, you know, walk uphill both ways. Everyone's like, this 400 meter is long and it's uphill both ways. I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm only, it's going to make you better, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely. Now, no one can, can do a better intro for you except you. So, like, tell us, tell everyone who's listening there who who uh, you are and um, just a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I think that. Everyone knows I'm from West Virginia. They either figure that out by way of my accent or tattoos. I have a West Virginia tattoo. And and for some reason, I always start off the conversation with that. So I am uh, born and raised in uh, Camp Creek, West Virginia, which is a super small town. It's actually um, at the bottom of Winter Place Ski Resort. So, uh, you know, people from West Virginia, they hardly ever tell you the actually town. They'll tell you the county because it's uh, a little bit easier to recognize which part of the state you're from by using the county. And you never hear that here. You know, no one's like, I'm from Wake County or I'm from yeah. Park County or whatever. It's, it's just weird. So uh, I always tell people, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from Winter Place. So, so born and raised there and uh, always in sports, played soccer, ran track, played basketball. Uh, basketball became my biggest sport. I knew that I wanted to go to college not from a super well-off family. So I had to get a scholarship and it was way more likely for me to get an athletic scholarship than educational scholarship at the time. So I was like, I'm going to work really hard uh, at basketball. And so I ended up going to a division two school, Shepherd University, which is actually in West Virginia. It's in the Eastern Panhandle, close to DC and Baltimore. So went there, played basketball my goal all through like growing up was that I was going to open up my own adventure business. So I was going to open up like whitewater rafting, mountain biking, all that stuff in the New River Gorge area. And so as I began my college career, I started with recreation and tourism. So that was my major. And uh, I did a year 
of that and realized I probably need to switch majors. I, I don't necessarily have to do recreation and tourism. I can do it as a minor. I really enjoy fitness. So I think I'll study exercise science. Uh, so I started to study exercise science and this whole time I was playing on the basketball team there, a scholarship athlete, and just really started to fall in love with sports, sport performance, and how you can like really get better as an athlete. So that's where I first started feeling like this could be a profession for me. And so I worked really hard, graduated undergrad, and decided that I wanted to continue on with my master's and I wanted to study nutrition since uh, exercise and nutrition are so closely related. And I did really enjoy learning about food and I really enjoyed changing my own diet and finding how I could really perform best on a certain nutrition plan. So I was decided, you know what, I'm going to study nutrition. So I ended up coming to Meredith College. They had a great program and I got in. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to Raleigh, North Carolina. I don't know anything about Raleigh, North Carolina. (laughs) So I come down here, uh, start studying at Meredith. And I had never not been on a sports team. So that was strange and I wasn't doing very well with it. So I ended up jumping into a rugby team. Raleigh has a very successful rugby team. So I went for tryouts, started playing rugby, instantly had like 50 friends, you know, moving to a new area. So that was great. And they ended up being really good at rugby. Probably was the sport I should have been playing the whole time. Played one season with Raleigh got drafted to play with Washington, D.C. Uh, they had a Premier League team. And then after that, yeah. they did it on the U.S. national team. So, nice. yeah, so I, unexpected turn of events. Uh, ended up playing professional rugby for five years with the U.S. team. And during that, that whole time, I was getting my master's and still studying uh, fitness and exercise. Started doing strength and conditioning. So I started at uh, UNC Chapel Hill. I was just an assistant coach part-time. Worked in the Olympic sports weight room, loved it, loved every second of it, and then ended up becoming the strength coach at Meredith College as well. CrossFit happened out of the blue when uh, our rugby team was actually looking for a place to train, and we started training up at Forge Fitness, uh, which is way north Raleigh, one of the first gyms. I think it might be the first gym that opened up in the area as far as CrossFit gym goes. We started working out there and I was like, what is this CrossFit? Like, this is awesome. This is like merging the two worlds that I was in, which was strength conditioning, like sports weight room with your teammates. And then like the average fitness going to them and just kind of working out on your own. So it was like merging these two worlds that I had been in and I loved it. So I wanted to learn more about it. I started coaching CrossFit. I actually started coaching under Christmas Abbott back in the day. So worked for Invoke for about three years and then decided, I think I want to open up my own gym. Instead of working at a university, I think I just kind of want to see if I can, if I can make this CrossFit thing happen. And Fuquay was the town I was living in. I love this little town. It has so much character. And I, I just said, this is a perfect place for a CrossFit gym. I mean, this is, this is what people need in the area. There's not too many of them around and let's go for it. So we ended up opening up Shoe Fly in 2016. We're in downtown Fuquay right now. And we're in, a, it's about a little, little over 3,000 square feet on the inside. And then we have a really big outdoor area uh, that gives us about two to 3,000 more square feet, 2,000 uh, square feet that's like covered. So we fit everybody in and we have a great time and 
it's really changed my life considerably. Like this is not the direction that I thought I was. And I I think most people can say that, right? Like when you're in high school, you have some dreams and some goals and sometimes they work out and it's great. And sometimes they don't work out and it's great. And that's what happened. So I still do adventure stuff, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not an adventure hippie in the West Virginia mountains right now. I'm okay with that. I really love my life and love the people that I work with. Oh man. uh, That's awesome. That's, that's, that's such a, such a cool story. And, um, and uh, you know, your story about, you know, when you got, got out of playing team sports, like getting into like strength training or like like finding something to like get you in and background people. Mm -hmm. Is actually like similar to how I found CrossFit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like I um I stopped playing baseball, transferred up to Chapel Hill, uh, did did my undergrad there, and um my first semester there, what or my like I'll say like the first like three quarters of my first year, the worst grades like I've ever had in my life, mm-hmm. and it's I, I had no structure, like like I had no schedule. Um, I was going to go to class, going out, hanging out with people, and like like my grades suffered drastically. And then um, as soon as I got involved with CrossFit, it was like a game changer uh, because because I I then had you know I was like okay like I'm training like an athlete again like now I can structure my day and then you know I was exercise science and like just like you like using what I was learning in the gym. To not only like get better, but also to uh, just learn just in like a real world application. And uh, yeah, so so I I bet that story is more common than we think. Absolutely, I think athletes. I think when when people are used to that structure and they're they're used to kind of pushing the limits on what they can do, uh, they almost need that to thrive. And yeah. that's how I felt. That, that like you were saying, like that first semester of just not having your team and not having something that you're working towards. And I mean, obviously you're working towards a degree and you're studying and all of those things, but when you're so locked into what you're doing, you can tap into the other areas of your life as well and make them better. And yeah, and some, and maybe some people aren't like that, but I think athletes are just wired that way where they're programmed to eat a good breakfast and drink a bunch of water and be ready for practice. And then, you know, the classroom is almost like a competition as well. You're designed to do well in those areas. You want to be the top of, you know, whatever it is, whether it's your sport or academics, and then you're programmed to kind of come off of that and say, okay, now I have to go watch game film so that I can get better at this. And your mind just keeps on, keeps on on that track. And when you get off of it, it's easy to be like, oh, I don't really have to do that right now. Or yeah, I can take a nap or I can yeah. just hang out. And I think that's a, sometimes a dangerous place to be. It, it, everyone needs it at some point in their life. But yeah, I, I didn't want to hang out there. I, I knew that I needed yeah. to get back on a team. Yeah, oh, that's awesome, Mom. Now, uh, how has that helped you starting to shoot fly? Because, like, I mean, there's so many uh, similarities between like playing and like training for, for a sport and like starting a business. Oh, yeah. For me, it was the the leadership roles I was able to play in sports. I think that I liked being a leader. I liked being able to make decisions. I liked telling people what to do. So some people enjoy that. Some people don't. But 
even as a, a new rugby player, I hadn't been playing that long. And I was finding myself in, in positions where I, you know, the position I played on the field alone was almost like a quarterback. It was very vocal. So I did a lot of directing and telling people what to do. And, and that was helpful because you're on the field and you have 15 people looking at you like, Hey, what do we do? And so when I opened up a gym, I only had 30 members when I opened up the gym. Uh, Most of them were all my personal training clients. Uh, We call those the OGs, the original gangsters. So if you were personal training with me in a park, (laughs) and all this other stuff. You're an OG. And so I had about 30 members with me uh, on day one and they are awesome. They hung drywall, they laid floors, they painted walls. I mean, just for us to get into this building that we are in, it was such a huge feat. And I had 30 people like ready to go, which was awesome. We should have been on HGTV for like a show called Flip This Gym. I'm kind of mad that that didn't happen. So <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. So uh, that was actually gonna gonna be a be a show. No, I wanted it to be a show. Oh, I like. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, that'd <laughs> okay. be awesome. It would have been awesome. I know. I was like writing like you know HGTV and Bravo. Like, hey, well, you should have a show about this this thing I'm doing. No one cared. Maybe down the road I can get a Bravo show or HGTV show. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that I had 30 people that were ready to go and they had so much trust and belief in me that this was going to work out. And it was just an, another team. It was just another team I was on after we got open and operating and we're starting to gain more and more membership. Shoe fly is, is such a strong community. And one reason why is because we all are part of this team. Like we consider ourselves to be a team. We have each other's back. And I think that's really been like the foundation we just laid those bricks and that's what's kept us so strong throughout everything. And especially throughout COVID and quarantine year that we just had. So, you know, I think sports and those experiences that I had helped me take on a leadership position that, you know, ultimately is my livelihood and my coach's livelihood. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, and like, Kind of like we we started to chat about prior to jumping on here, but uh, so many like look look around, you know, like a lot of gyms are changing changing ownership, a lot of gyms are closing down, and it's uh it's like people made just made it through the pandemic and they're like got dwindled down and now they're like oh man like I just I just need to get out. There's a few gyms around the triangle, and like you are one. Like uh, you guys have absolutely thrived uh, as you've gone through the through the pandemic, and and that says a lot about you. You in charge, like if if the person in charge, you know, keeps that steady head and like is able to keep on trucking through, and like look for ways to say instead of like oh, oh my gosh we're we're in a pandemic like we're screwed and be like okay like we're in a pandemic what can we do. And like, how, how can we still move forward? And, and that's, that's show, you know, like, like just, just from someone who, who's like known about you for like a while now. And then like being able to like watch from uh, kind of like that third person point of view. It's a really, really been awesome. And uh, you know, like I've, I've had multiple uh, clients uh, that I work with actually joined your gym during the, during the pandemic and they love it. And, and, and they, they have 
amazing things to, uh, to say about everybody. That's awesome. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the best compliment ever right there, you know, is just, is hearing that. And, you know, I will say that even though I'm in this leadership position, I have a tremendous staff of coaches. Uh, we have been together for a long time now. And one of the things that was really important to me when, when we first opened up was uh, making sure we had the right people in place, not just rushing to hire someone because we need someone. And Chelsea, one of my coaches who's been with me the longest, she can tell you that for sure, because for the longest time, it was only her and I. And we were taking on every class, uh, working ourselves to death, pretty much. It was because I was so diligent on, I'm not just hiring someone because they're available. I'm hiring someone because they're going to be my long-term coach and we're going to build this thing and it's got to be the right people. So over the years, you know, we've continued to add coaches onto our staff, but we still have a small coaching staff compared to how many members we have. So we have eight coaches total, and that's including me. I would say five of them coach a bunch of classes. They're there every day. And then we have three that are kind of like, you know, we're jumping in when you guys need us. And they have some jobs and families that they have to take care of, but they are there as like bench players, which is awesome because we need that. And then, you know, you look at some other gyms and they have a ton of coaches and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just two different approaches. Our approach is to have a smaller coaching staff that does more instead of a, a larger coaching staff that you might only have somebody coaching maybe one or two classes a week. Most of our coaches are coaching at least one or two classes a day. Uh, so they're yeah. there every day in front of our members' faces. And it's just a really tight knit, you know, type of situation. I think our members kind of see that as well. And and our members are there every day. Like when we look at our attendance, you know, we're forcing a rest day on people, which is Thursdays and people are still coming in for like open gym or they're taking an endurance class or something. It's, it's become such a staple in their life that, you know, they're pretty much at the gym every day. Even if it's just to come in and stretch, you know, people get stretch at home, but they yeah. want to come in and be a part of the atmosphere. They have the ultimate, I guess, FOMO, fear of missing out, right? They know their friends are there. They know their yeah. coaching staff is there. So uh, they just kind of come in and I think it's wonderful. And that's like what we want to create. We want people to think of the gym as their second home, because if there's somewhere else that you're going to be outside of, um, you know, your house and work, why not be the gym? Something healthy yeah. that you can get into and, and put into your life, put into your kid's life and just kind of build this, this habit that hopefully increases the quality of your life, keeps you healthy for longer, keeps you feeling good and allows you to to really do the things that you want to do. We kind of live in a bubble when we get outside of the bubble and you realize like how unhealthy some people do live their life, whether it's constantly eating fast food or not getting up and moving. And, you know, they always feel bad and they never really have this motivation to do anything. And I think that that's extremely sad. I really feel bad for those people. And I really want to kind of change their mindset and see if, you can just get them to get up and take a walk. They just start walking around the neighborhood and then, you know, they start doing some other things and eventually get them into the gym over time. So, I mean, we do kind of, we do kind of live in a bubble. If you're in a CrossFit gym, you know, your friends are like-minded and everybody's concerned with eating right and getting enough sleep and drinking enough water. And then yeah. you realize that the majority of people don't 
feel that way or they don't think that way, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. And and that's something like um, I've, I've seen throughout the years and like being involved with uh, being in a CrossFit gym now since 2000. So I trained out of, out of my garage, but I'm, I'm still like within the fitness community. You know, it's like, as soon as you go outside that, it, it's strange. Like, like, like people look at us weird, but like we, we look at other people like, like, why aren't you doing this stuff? Like, it makes your life so much better. Like, yeah, and they're looking at us like, why are you killing yourself on that uh, echo bike? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. you think that's fun? And I'm like, yeah, it's fun afterwards. <laughs> Maybe not in the moment, but, uh, but yeah, what it allows me to do is is what's fun, right? Is you know, you've gained this fitness now. Was that the most fun workout I've, I've ever done? No, probably not. Um, some workouts are fun and some workouts are less fun, but ultimately you're increasing your level of fitness and your confidence in what you can do outside of the gym. I really do push that. I want people to go explore. I want them to try things, new sports, new activities, and they'll be surprised at what they can do. Too often do I hear like, oh, I can't do that, or I'm too old to do that. That's probably one of the biggest things that I hear. And I don't want people to get stuck in that way of thinking we're only on this earth for so long. Like let's go, you know, like let's try and do as much as we can. At least that's my mindset. And um, I know some people might not be that way, but if you feel good and you're healthy and you can be around the people you love for as long as possible, then we're doing everything that we can. And that's in our control anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's so, so crucial, like people that I that I work with. So I, I, I would say for the main part, like the age demographic of like the majority of people are between like 34 or like 30, 33 and like 55. Mm-hmm. But 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 they all all have that mindset. But then like I do work with a few people like in that like 55 plus in the like 59, 60. 61, uh, 67, mm-hmm. 70, now he's probably 75. And it, it's, it's like, especially like, like when I, when I get people like in, in the upper age bracket of like who I normally work with, they, they've got that same mindset. They're like, listen, like, like I'm, I'm here to be active and like, I don't want to get old. Like, like this guy, man, I, I, I haven't worked with him. I haven't even talked to him and uh, I need to, need to give him a call but since uh i was in san diego mm-hmm. he was so right now so i left san diego in 17 and he was like 72 so like what's that like he's there so, so he's so 76 now and yeah. um and at 72 he just so he worked out at the gym four days a week played golf every week did stand up paddleboard and as I was leaving, he was like, man, I'm just learning how to, how to surf. And it's like, it's like, yes, like, like you are doing it right. Absolutely. I mean, I, I hope that I am just like doing that the rest of my life. I hope that I'm always competing in like a healthy way. And, and we have like the senior games, you know, I don't, I volunteer for the senior games, which is if you don't know what the senior games are they are basically like the olympics for seniors so so folks that are i don't know the exact age um i'd have to look that up but uh i think it's like 60 plus or something and 
there's all these different sports and they have everything from basketball to shot put to archery, uh, whatever you choose. But I love it because it gives people something to work towards and it gives them a hobby or a sport that they can just kind of to hone in on and keep their mind focused on that and also just increasing their skill and their cognitive function. And that's how I want to be. Like I've done a lot of different sports and I love CrossFit. I love the community of CrossFit. It reminds me in some ways of rugby. Rugby has a great community of people. And so, you know, being able to stay in that for as long as possible, even if I'm not competing, it doesn't matter as long as I'm still having fun with what I'm doing. And as long as I still feel like it has a positive impact on my health and my wellness. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and that's what we want to create that that's the whole purpose of shoe fly was, you know, we're going to have so many different people. My goal is to have as many different people in this gym as possible. And some of them might want to compete. Some of them are just there to increase their fitness. Maybe they're there to lose weight, whatever their goal is. We actually sit down and we figure that out. When people first start at the gym, even if they've been doing CrossFit, we will still schedule like we call it a shoe fly sit down. We basically sit down with these people and we say, what makes you excited to come here? and What makes you excited to do fitness? And what are the things that you want to try to achieve? Because then I can change my coaching style based off of that. I can know that what motivates one person doesn't motivate this person. And the more I get to know that athlete or our members, the better our coaching staff can actually direct them. And it's, it becomes very personalized, but you're still in that group atmosphere. And, yeah. and that's something that has been very successful for us because it's just a real conversation, right? If you have no aspiration to ever learn how to snatch, that's fine with me. I don't need to teach you the snatch. I can teach it. And I can get you really good at it. But if that's not a goal of yours and you could care less on whether you snatch a barbell, I'm fine with that. It is not something that is a requirement for you to be at shoe fly. There are many other movements and exercises that I can use that are way more in your wheelhouse that make you feel comfortable, that allow you to even work harder and get a better stimulus. And they're not the snatch, right? Yeah. So I don't need to force that movement on you. Um, and I think that that taking that approach has really helped us out because grassroots CrossFit, I mean, and you know this because you've been in it as long as I have grassroots CrossFit's like you got pukey the clown, right? Like, yeah, we're doing yeah. it. <laughs> no excuses. This is what's happening, you know, and Uncle, and Uncle Rabdo. Yeah, Uncle Rabdo, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> and while I can appreciate those characters and that and 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 that sort of thing, the comedy of it—that is not how I'm going to run my gym, you know. But yeah. I, I'm, you know, it's not a bash on on anything else. And and we still have we still have athletes that, you know, if if their goal is to do like a hundred mile bike ride, like we have a lot of people who they just want to be able to to ride their bike and do these like long endurance activities and, and certain CrossFit workouts, you know, I would just be like, Hey, let's change it today. I know what your goal is. This is what you're going to do today. And yeah, we're still all working out together and we're still all doing similar stuff, but I know that this person has this objective. So I'm going to switch it right there. And I will go in and look and see who's coming to class. Cause we want people to sign in early 
if they know they're coming to class, I always tell people, go ahead and sign in because the coaches are looking at who's in their class before they're coaching the class. And so yeah. in my mind, I'm seeing this sea of people that's coming to my 630 class and I'm already thinking Julio is going to do this and I'm going to give this person this to do. And this person's going to do this because I know what one, maybe their limitations might be, or two, I know that their goal is this and they would benefit more from this version of this workout. So I'm going to go ahead and, and have it ready to go. And as they walk in the door, talk to them about what they're going to do today. And I think that makes people feel like they really, truly have a coach. That it's yeah. not just somebody who's standing in front of the class who says, this is what we're doing today. You know, go do three rounds of air squats and push-ups as your warm-up, and then we're just going to roll. Like, I'm not running my gym that way. I, it's going to be way more personalized than that. And I always tell people, I didn't go through all this school and education and do all this stuff to just kind of be like, do whatever yeah. you want. Like, no, you're here. You're in front of me. Like, I'm the expert. I'm going to tell you what to do. I'm going to be your coach. Um, I'm going to put my full effort into it. And some people like that and some people don't. And if they don't like it, there's many other gyms that they can choose from. If they do yeah. like it and they found their home, right? They're in the right spot. So, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's so crucial. Like, um, you know, and and that allows you to, you know, work with someone in their 50s and then also work with someone like uh, Shaylin, who, you know, was at the Mac. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what that's what's nice about it is we do have that wide range. Like we have a lot of extremely competitive, really good athletes and they're younger and, you know, they see this as their sport. And then we have, you know, our oldest athlete is 74 and that's amazing. And, you know, that person has been able to come off of like all medications, like no more blood pressure, cholesterol medications is able to, you know, not wake up and take eight pills is amazing. But only that, you know, it's allowed that person to do more with their grandkids, to feel like they have the confidence to go on these big trips and even go hiking and things that you don't really right. think of. But now it's opened up so many more doors. That is actually what gets me most excited. If you really want to fire me up, like come tell me something like that. I'm very excited for our competitive athletes and I, I get just as amped for them. But I get equally as amped for somebody who's hit a life achievement like that. And, yeah. and I, I'm, I'm for, I'm all for it. Like I would, I want to have that type of atmosphere so that people don't just get stuck in one train of thought. They see all of these people around them that have different lives and different goals. And it motivates you. Like that motivates me seeing somebody that's done that tells me that like life continues to get better, right? Like we can yeah. continue to get better and not have this like gloomy, like, Oh, I'm getting older. Oh, you know, the, yeah. Does my body hurt a little bit more than it used to? Absolutely. Uh, but I consider myself just to continue to get better with age. And I, I want other people to be able to tap into that as well. Um, it makes life more exciting, you know, than just, kind yeah. of, you know, sitting around waiting to get old, I guess. You know, um, that's, that's so true. And, uh, and that's something that I've been trying to get through my parents now for uh, quite quite some time like uh unlike me like my parents aren't that into fitness and like <laughs> and, and and that's just the truth like like my dad's been working the same desk job for the last 
40, 40 plus years, like same, same company, same desk job, like could possibly uh, retire or he could have retired back in March. And he's like, Oh my, why am I going to retire? I got nothing else to do. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, I'm, like, I'm like, dad, like, like I, he's, he's overweight. Like, like he has, he's a, he's a type type two. He's, he, he's done a, a decent job at like improving his diet throughout the years. Could it, could it use work? Yes, it definitely could. But the, but the big thing is like, he doesn't exercise. Like, like he works around the house and he works in the yard. But, but like at that same time, it's like he sits for 12 hours a day or like nine hours a day or something. And it's like, dad, like CrossFit Vitality is right, right, right down the road. So uh, you ever, you ever heard of uh, Vitality? Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. Day. So, uh, in Charlotte. yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so Steve's a, a super good friend of mine. That's actually where I actually started coaching back in the day. So they're, they're like literally like two miles down the road. I'm like, dad, you need to go see Steve. You need to go down there. He was like, oh my, I'm. I'm too old for that stuff. Like, I'm just like, dad, you need to go, man. Yeah. And how often do you hear that though? You know, I'm too old for that. And you know, not every gym is the same. So there might be some truth to that depending on where you go. But you know, the thing is, is that if you are in the right hands, right. If you have somebody that is really intelligently going to put a program together for you and have a watchful eye and be with you every step of the way, then you absolutely can do it and absolutely should do it. And that's why I want to have younger people. I want to get kids when they're early because I want to try and make this something that's important to them that they enjoy so that as they grow older, we don't ever get to this place, right? Yeah. We're, we're just, it's just part of our life and something that allows us to, to be healthy. And I want to have the middle group, right? The we always have that group that's like, oh, I used to play sports and then I fell off for like six to 10 years and now I've gained a bunch of weight and I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And it's like, okay, yeah. great. I want that person too. And then, you know, you have so many different personalities and you have so many different people with all these backgrounds. That stuff is what I think makes us all better, you know, having all these different groups of people and being able to all work towards a common goal. And the goal is to become the best version of ourselves, right? And we're all yeah. different. So whatever yeah. that version is, is what that version ends up being. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not like Susie and Susie's not like me, but we both want to be better. So we're here doing it together. So, yeah. so. you know, uh, I was, I was listening to a podcast last night on the way home from the office and it was uh, mind, uh, mind pump. And and it's uh like it pops up on my feed all the time on like my YouTube feed and I I never listened to it and I, I just like I was like I I'm I'm just gonna pick a random episode to listen to it and, and the guy was talking about he's he's a big into strength training and uh he was he was talking about he was at a wedding and uh and the and the priest at the wedding uh was like also like big into like bodybuilding but like they 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 had like completely different views on like life mm -hmm. um so like they like went up and and he was talking to him and i actually think he said something i guess about how he had a just like like an interesting talk with them on like two two sides of like a certain issue in life then uh he was like hey do you want to do you want to work out after this and so like they like went to the gym together and they were like doing 
doing their own stuff, but like talking throughout the set. And the uh, priest says, hey, you know what the one place is? Uh, or uh, you know what the, the most diverse place you can go? And the guy was like, where? He's like, the gym. He goes, when you walk in the gym, it doesn't matter where, where you came from. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. You're all there working out together. And there's a general of respect for anyone who's in the gym working. And, and like, it helps actually connect, you know, like different di- diverse cultures and lifestyles. And like, you know, people often talk about like the gym's so scary, you know, the gym's intimidating. And, but when you get in it, it's just like, like everyone there, regardless of where you came from, what your goals are, like you, everyone's there to get better. And, and that's so awesome. It, it brings us back to that, that team aspect though, I think, you know, everything is scary at first getting on a new team is scary at first and it's like like you were saying you can have a difference of opinion or you can even have different views on something but when you're in the gym or you're on a team and you're going through something that's difficult these workouts they're not easy right it doesn't matter what version of the workout you're doing they're just not easy they're not easy mentally to to get in there and do it they're not easy physically to do it and when you go through that with other people, you build this camaraderie, you build this respect for one another. And it's hard to replicate that outside the gym or outside the playing field or whatever yeah. it might be on. Right. And so I think that's where fitness and sports really brings people together. I think that um, you see that all the time. You see it all the time, even just with the Olympics, right? The Olympics are coming up yeah. this summer and all of these countries can come together because it's the Olympics. Right. And I think that, you know, we have, you know, all these different countries have different things going on and, you know, not everybody's super friendly with one another, but when it comes to sports and the games itself, I mean, it just brings people together and CrossFit does the same thing. You know, you look into the CrossFit games and you see all these people and, they're vastly different, but they all enjoy getting better and they all enjoy seeing people really pushing themselves. And yeah, that's what makes it fun. Um, and that's what builds these relationships. And I think the biggest thing that we can do as just like a CrossFit community is continue to invite more and more people in, no matter what their background is, yeah. um, and be as open and welcoming as possible. And that's something that I've been really adamant about just at our gym yeah like, you know I don't, I don't care where you're from i don't care you know what's going on as long as you're a good person you treat everyone well with respect and you know you work hard and you have this goal of becoming better man you're gonna thrive you're gonna thrive at our gym yeah if you can't get in line with that though um <laughs> you're not i'm not gonna be the one that that says you can't be here it's gonna be the members. I mean, they yeah. they really do dictate like that sort of demeanor. And if somebody doesn't fall in line with that, if they're just not being a good person, I don't even have to worry about it because my members take care of it. They are so yeah. close with one another and they have each other's back that I don't really have to worry about that. And it's it's funny because even in really small details, right? Like uh, I think around the world, everyone knows, like, don't drop an empty barbell, right? Like, as a coach, yeah, yeah. You know, you, it, it breaks yeah. your heart, you know? Like, 
it's like kicking a dog. I'm like, don't drop an empty barbell. And so, but for people who've never been in fitness, like they don't, they don't realize that. Right. And so uh, our members will be the first to tell someone that like, if somebody drops an empty barbell, you think the coaching staff's going to run over there and be like, Hey man, don't do that. But it's actually the members. The members are like, Hey, uh, you know, we don't drop an empty barbell and we take care of our stuff so it can last a long time. And, you know, that's what we've created. And that's when I know we're doing something right is that I don't actually say it. My members, our athletes take so much pride in our equipment and our, in our place and each other that they don't mind telling someone, Hey, we don't do that here. We do this instead in a nice way. Right. And that's when I know we've been doing the right thing is because we we've created this culture and it, it really thrives and it works for people and, you know, upholding that standard and just kind of, continuing to try and be better in all these different aspects, you know, yeah. it, it attracts the right people. And I'm super thankful for it. Uh, I'm just going to keep putting my head down and doing the work and and enjoying this because I'm truly blessed to have a job. I enjoy this much. You know, a lot of people get up in the morning and they go to work and they dread it. And they're like, gosh, I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I don't want to do this. And I mean, there are some days where I'm like, would I rather lay at home watching Netflix today? Absolutely, because I'm tired, right? But but not because I don't want to go to work. I want to go to work. I want to see everybody. I want to be a part of their life. I, I want to continue to be in front of my athletes coaching. No matter how big we get, I'm not going to stop coaching. I'm not going to be an owner who doesn't coach. That's my first love and my first passion. And so I'll always be directing traffic and telling people what yeah. to like do and, and that sort of thing. And I just, I feel very thankful to have found something that I love so much that I get to do every day uh, around people that are really awesome to be around. That That's awesome. That's so awesome. Now, what kind of like struggles have you ran into? Like getting, get, getting people back in the gym post, uh, or I, I guess as we kind of like emerge out of COVID. So the biggest thing, uh, well, when, when COVID first hit, that was scary for everybody, right? We just didn't have enough information to know what we were dealing with. Yeah. And so we shut down. We actually shut down the gym. It was maybe a week or a few days before we were forced to shut down. And that yeah. was the move that was scary because what we were thinking is let's shut down for a couple of days so we can figure out what's going on and also so we can disinfect the gym or so we can tell like, because you didn't know, you yeah. know, I was like, I don't know what to do, but I feel like, you know, we've got to do something. So we ended up shutting down a little bit early and like disinfecting everything. And, we're, you know, we were so naive to think like, well, maybe it'll go away in two weeks, you know, like two weeks we'll be uh, back together. Yes. yes. I, I had that, that um, same uh, talk to people. I was like back in like last March or like, April or something. I was like, we'll be fine by like May. (laughs) You know, know, we'll be, we'll be back to normal. And then it's just like, (laughs) the days go on and it's like, oh, well, this thing is not leaving us thin. Yeah. And you know, and that's when, that's when I was like, well, clearly you're not an expert in infectious disease because uh, I like had this naive, like, oh yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. It'll just be a really short, like, you know, little quarantine, like, everyone just stay away from each other and then we can all come back together. Yeah. <laughs> so clearly that did not happen. So what we ended up doing was, you know, we really, I urged our members, I think I made a video just talking to them saying, guys, 
we're unsure of what's going on right now, but we need to stick together. Uh, no matter what's happening, like we're, we're a super strong community. We're going to be here for each other, even if we can't be here in person for each other. You know, I asked our members to, if they were able to not cancel their membership, because we need the gym to be around when we open back up. And one of the things that was helpful for that was we ran online classes. I know a lot of people did like Zoom classes and things like that. So in the early stages of COVID, we ran Zoom classes. Uh, we had a lot of classes each day too. We tried to keep like a somewhat consistent schedule of like morning, midday and evening classes so that those people could still be available if they were working or if they were an essential worker. Um, yeah. so we did that. And we also rented out all of our equipment, basically gutted the gym. And if you had your membership still active, then you could come in and you could sign out equipment and take it to your house and use it. And we were writing all sorts of different workouts. We would have like a workout that involved like a barbell, but then we would have another workout that didn't. And then we had like a no equipment version. So everyone could, no matter what equipment they had, they'd be able to, to participate. And so those were two really big things that we did. Here's all this equipment you guys can take home with you. And then here's coach led classes online. And um, that, that seemed to really help people out a lot. We also did like zoom hangouts and, you know, everybody did the whole like happy hour and stuff like that. And that was just to kind of like still keep everyone connected. So that worked out. And as soon as we kind of transitioned from, you know, super intense quarantine to you can do some outdoor fitness. We were lucky enough to have this great parking lot. We have a really large parking lot and um, we have even like a, a sheltered area that has a rig under it and that sort of thing. So what we did was we did really small groups outside. We did fitness in the parking lot and that was helpful. We had a lot of classes throughout the day because we couldn't have big classes and we only had like eight people working out and they were like so far away from each other. that it was kind of ridiculous. And so we went through all these different phases of safely getting people back into the gym all the way up to the point where, you know, once we were opened up, uh, we uh, had our face masks on while we were inside. That was probably one of the bigger challenges because fitness is already hard. Fitness is really hard with a face mask on. But one of the things that we really talked about was the fact that we're doing this for each other and it's not ideal and nobody wants to work out in a face mask, but that's what we're going to do right now. Uh, it's the least we can do, right? At the end of yeah. the day, it's not a big deal, right? There's people that have far greater things that they're dealing with. If somebody can work out with one arm and one leg, I think that I can work out with a face mask on. It's not going yeah. to hurt me. So, you know, we, we really kind of instilled that sort of mindset that it's not a big deal. We're just doing what we have to do right now. And it's only temporary. And our, our kind of like mantra, um, what shoe fly actually stands for. I get this question a lot too. Is like, why did you name your gym shoe fly? Uh, well, I named my gym shoe fly because it, it's, it's actually a railroad term. It's a, it's bigger in West Virginia. People know what a shoe fly is, but here not so much, but it's the part of the track that allows you to continue moving. So if there's some sort of block on the, on the railroad, whether it's like a mudslide or a crash or whatever it might be. You have all these different detours that the track can actually be split and reconnected in different spots of the the railroad. It's called a shoe fly. And what it allows is it allows for the train to continue moving without really having to stop, even though there's something in the way. Right. 
And so that's our mantra is there's always going to be something in the way, but that doesn't mean that progress is stopping. We're just taking a different route. And eventually we get back on route, but guess what? Uh, At some point, something else is going to get in the way. Um, Not going to be a perfect straight line ever. And so that's what this pandemic was all about was, okay, we have this new challenge in front of us. Now, what are we going to do? Okay. Now we have this other challenge in front of us because there was always a different phase of, of what needed to be done to get us back. And now we're back, you know, everyone's brought their equipment back and we're inside and we don't have to have uh, face masks on anymore. And it's like, it's crazy because it feels new and it's not new, but it feels yeah. new because we've been away from it for so long and people have a newfound love for it because it was taken away at one point. And if there's one good thing, I guess that could come out of that, it would be this appreciation for what you did have because you never really thought it would be taken away. And then when it gets yeah. taken away, you realize how special and important it was to your life. So. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's so awesome. And uh, you know, that's, I mean, I mean, that's, it just shows like community has been like the major kind of like driver and, 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 and you as a leader, because like, you know, you as a leader, you know, through like your sports days that kind of like led you into where you're at now, like, you know, it's, it's the strong leaders, which have the ability to like wrangle up the troops, right. And like gather up the troops and, and be like, okay, guys, like we're in this tough, tough spot right now, but like, we're, we're going to keep moving and, and like, we're, we're not going to back down. Right. And, um, I, I think that's showed with you guys. Like, like I mean, and you know, like, uh, it, it takes a team, right. Uh, but at the same spot, there's like that person at the front of the team, you know, the, the uh, Bill, Bill Belichick's of the world, you know, who are like running everything. And, uh, that's, that's you, you know, and then like how, how you essentially created the community, you know, like built such a tight knit group and, but also such an open group to, to other people coming in why you guys have kind of or not kind of have thrived the way you have and um and and i love the mindset of like the obstacle is the way you know like you were uh, talking about that of like you know the obstacle like it's it's here like we're not going to run from it it's like we're we're going to overcome it and uh there's an awesome book it's called the obstacle is the way by ryan ryan holiday have you ever read it I haven't. I would like to, though. I'll have to look it up. Look it up, man. It's it's one of my favorites. It's an amazing book. I recommend it to like everybody. Super awesome week read. Uh, I, I also, uh, you know, a uh, ment- mentor of mine. I was talking with him. Uh, actually, this this was pre pre pandemic. He was like, you know what, Mike? He was like, someone told me this one time, and I don't I don't know. It's like probably from some like Chinese proverb or. Uh, old saying, but he said, over every mountain is just another mountain. And it's like, and that's so true, right? So, so, so it isn't meant to be like uh, devastating and it, and it isn't meant to be like this kind of like kick in the face. It's just meant to be like, okay, like get excited about these obstacles because achieving these ob- or overcoming these obstacles, like is going to make things fun. Fun in kind of like a like a weird way, like overcoming that like tough workout. It's like you don't always enjoy it when you're going through it. Like like us as business owners, like have probably have not enjoyed 
trying to overcome the uh, pandemic. But like, as we've gotten through, it's like, okay, like this made us that much better. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Highly, highly recommend that book. So always, oh, yeah. always books are good. I, I will check it out. You know, I, I, I think it's important for people to, to realize that it's probably not going to be easy. You know, like it's not going to be just a, a straight shot on flat ground. I mean, it, we're going to have mountains, we're going to have valleys, we're going to have things that get in our way and it's normal. It's, it's going to happen. And I think training yourself to be ready for those uh, moments is probably the most important. You know, everyone likes to say the cliche, oh, you know, it's not the destination, it's the journey. Well, yeah, it is. You know, the journey is yeah. rocky. It's rough. It's not easy. The destination, I mean, depends on what you see the destination is. I, the destination at the end of the day is, you know, the end. <laughs> I don't want to get to the end. I want to enjoy this journey yeah. as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and like uh, people are always talking about like, um, you know, I mean, so, so uh, Brian, Brian Holiday talks about this on his uh podcast a lot but it talks about you know like we're all on this journey and as soon as we're born we're dying yeah right and and it's like okay like know that like we've we only got so much time here so like why uh, yes we need to plan for the future mm-hmm. but at that same time like we we can't worry about it like 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 you gotta gotta live your life in the moment you've got to be present with you know what you're doing because like now is living being able to like really get lost in that journey of like living and make this moment the best possible ultimately makes your destination down the road a place that you can be happy about absolutely yeah i 100% agree with that and i think that you know there's a lot of different ways for people to get there and our uh, avenue just happens to be happens to be through like, you know, sport and fitness and, and wellness. Yeah. And it's a great, it's a great way to, to be. Um, but there's a lot of different ways for people to tap into that mindset and to, and to really fully appreciate what's going on around them and, and, and being more present. I think that's one of the most difficult things is to try and be present. And it's a daily reminder that, you know, tomorrow is never guaranteed. And yeah, and the fact that we just went through this whole quarantine and there were so many different emotions and, and things that were going on and we've, we're continuing to come out of it, right? Like it's, it's not, a, it's not gone, but yeah. we're continuing to come out of it. And, and, you know, yesterday for the first time yesterday, we put chalk in a community bucket again. And that's just something that's not a big deal, right? Like it's a chalk bucket, but yeah. We took chalk, we put it back in buckets where multiple people can use it. Because before now, we just had everybody bring their own little bags of chalk and they were using that. And community chalk came back and it was so refreshing and, and interesting to watch our members come into the gym and be like, the chalk buckets are back. And I'm like, yeah, they're back. And they're like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know, and like the excitement <laughs> over a chalk bucket, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it really put it back in perspective that like you can get excited about anything, right? <laughs> it could literally yeah. be anything. And uh, it's a chalk bucket, but it was such a great day, you know, to be like the community chalk buckets are back, you know? And, and it was, it was like hope and, and like, it was a lot of things for a lot of people 
And I didn't think that at the beginning of the day, opening up chalk, putting it back in the bucket was just opening up chalk and put it back in the bucket. But then to watch all the members come in and get excited about this chalk in the bucket, I was like, man, you can really make anything happy, right? Yeah. You can find happiness in just about anything if it's, if it's that uh, important to you. So little stuff like that, you know, we're making baby steps to get back to normal. We're not hundred percent at normal and we probably won't be for a while. And, and that's okay enjoying where we're at right now and doing what we can right now is what, you know, we should stay focused on. And every time we come across a mountain or a roadblock, we'll just figure out a new way of, of doing things and just keep adapting and overcoming that. And, yeah. you know, as long as you have a good group of people around you, you can do anything. And we have that. We have a great community of people. We have a great team of coaches we're in a, a, a nice town that uh, everybody enjoys being in. And yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy. You know, I'm happy to, to be doing what I'm doing and I'm happy to have found something that I'm good at and that I enjoy and that I get to kind of share with people each day. So, yeah, it's pretty, that's awesome. And um, yeah, that's what well, let's, let's, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up, but uh, that is awesome to, to uh, end on. I actually, I kept you longer than I, than I said I was going to. <laughs> okay. I told you. I told you that I would yeah. talk a lot. So <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's just uh when you when you get talking to like someone, like like we we could probably talk for like another hour. Oh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh but uh so but Street has been awesome. Amanda Street is actually your real name. So every, everyone out there, I keep on calling her Street. That's because that's that's what she uh, goes by. But Street, can you uh you know just Tell everyone like where where they can find you, where they can learn more about the gym, and uh, I'll I'm gonna make sure to put all this in the in the show notes and all that stuff too. But uh, can can you just kind of run every or run everything down for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. So we are in Fuquay Arena, which is south of Raleigh, and uh, you can look us up on the internet CrossFitShoeFly.com. Uh, we also have an Instagram. Uh, we try and post a lot of stuff on Instagram, and it's uh, CrossFit underscore ShoeFly. If you search for us, we should come up. Uh, if anyone uh, would like to reach out to me, my email is super easy. It's just street at CrossFitShoeFly.com. Be happy to answer any questions or talk to anyone who's looking to get into a program. Or if you're nearby Fuquay and you just want to stop in, uh, we're in downtown Fuquay. If you've ever been to Aviator or the Mason Jar Lager Company, since Fuquay is such a, a brewery town, there's beers everywhere. If you've been in that area, we are kind of sandwiched between those two establishments. So come check us out. Come see us. Uh, look for us online. Follow us on Instagram uh, or Facebook. And uh, hopefully we uh, get to meet some new faces. Awesome. Awesome street. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Or uh, thank you so much for being on. It's, it's awesome. Thank you for having uh, me. Oh, definitely. Um, this was, this was such, a, such a great chat. Everyone, look up, look up Shoefly. It's an awesome place. It's an awesome gym. Their setup is really, really freaking cool. Like it's, you know, like the inside with the outside, like, like, like it's, it's super, super cool. And uh, it's super easy to get to, you know, like whether regardless of like what, what side you're coming to. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, remember, I'm Dr. Michael Tansini, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you guys.
Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found the content useful, and I hope it helps you avoid an unneeded surgery uh, or an unneeded injection in the future. Now, in practice, my goal is to save 1 million active individuals from the unneeded surgeries, injections, and pain meds that they don't need while helping them stay active and performing the activities that they love to do. Now, guys, I cannot reach that many people all by myself. I really need your help. So if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends, with your families, or with anyone who you feel really needs to hear it. By doing so, you may just save that person from an unneeded surgery or injection that they really do not need. If you're not following me yet on social media, find me on Instagram at drtank underscore dpt and on Facebook at ground to overhead physical therapy. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to seeing you guys here again next time on the Move with Tank podcast.